Hello, everyone, and welcome to Age of Geek. Age of Geek Media, the podcast. Have we? Have we? Which is, it, it's Age just of Geek Age Media, of the podcast. podcast. Age of no, Geek podcast. It doesn't work, Age of Geek Media, the podcast. The Age of Geek, the podcast of the media. Now we're sounding, sounding too much like High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> hey, the some people in our media podcast group like that show, so you be careful. I, I didn't say anything bad about the show. <laughs> See, I, my first thought went to Spaceballs with uh, Spaceballs, the lunchbox, and Spaceballs, the this yeah. and the that. Yeah, there you go. So we could be Age of Geek Media, the podcast, and Age of Geek Media. I the... love the contrast there of like High School Musical, the musical, which is like kids these days, and then Spaceballs, which is um before I was born. So, Steph, I think it was. It was. Was it? When was it? When did it come out? uh i'll i'll look that up okay look that up why don't you introduce our guest while i look that up stuff okay yes we're so excited to have our uh guest with us today one of our new podcast members brandon we are going to talk well okay so we're going to talk about kids stuff kids shows specifically and then at the end of the show brandon's going to talk to us about his new show which we are stoked about when did it come out jake 1987 so that was definitely before you were born but just barely after I was born, like <laughs> barely by years. That's definitely not a kid's show. Yeah, Bring I it wasn't back, watching back it around. when it came out. My parents didn't take me to go see it when it came out. <laughs> that said, out. I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. That is, it had what, Rick Moranis in it? It did. He played Dark Helmet. Is he still alive? Yes, Rick Moranis <laughs> is still alive. So Rick Moranis is one of my favorite actors in Hollywood. This has nothing to do with our episode. No, that's how our shows go, though. He stepped away from being in the limelight. He was a big, big star. And he stepped away from all of that because he wanted to spend more time with his family and raise his family. And so he kind of gave a lot of that up, even though he was really, really popular. I I can admire that. We could talk about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, if that makes it a better segue for you for... Kids yeah, show. that's a fantastic kids show. Although I do think I, as a kid, I liked Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves more. Okay, well, that's just blasphemy, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Or the Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves Disney experience, also top-notch. <laughs> like the one at the park? Yes! The, four, the yeah. 4D movie experience? It was yes. great. We are excited to talk about kids' shows. This episode was inspired by the drop of everyone's favorite Australian blue healer kids' show, Bluey. The one of many, correct? Yeah, I was going to say, like, everybody loves Bluey, for sure. But to call it everyone's favorite Australian blue healer... If you get more specific, it's harder to to say you... That's yeah, but I don't think you need to make it hard on this one. I think parents and kids <laughs> love Bluey. Here, here's here's something interesting. I have a family member who will not let their children watch Bluey because of the potty humor. Okay, that's Disney even won't play some of the episodes. Yeah, because of the potty humor. I have a question. Do they watch any other kids TV show? Because the potty humor is strong with children these days. I swear. I think I think it's just the blatant like openness about things, the potty and I know that we're talking about kids stuff. I guess I could say the bathroom since we are all in fact adults, so I don't have to say the potty. <laughs> we're, we're we're talking about kids things, but we are adults, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, Allegedly. But I think they're just so open about it like it's just something they do. They are, you know, taking a wee or pooping or whatever and it's just a normal part of life, which it is. Well, did you guys all grow up with like euphemisms and I feel like kids at least my kid doesn't use. No, I've never. Of... What's a euphemism, Steph? <laughs> for for bath. I'm. I don't want to make this whole episode about bathroom words. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like euphemism for <laughs> bathroom words, like tinkle. I I wasn't allowed yeah. to say the proper terms. I don't even know if they're proper. We use the Japanese word in my home because people here in Utah wouldn't understand it. Yeah. Which that word is shishi. Okay. But uh, and that's all fine and good until you have a fish and you have a hard time saying the word fish and shishi separately like there it's the same word and so when shishi's in the corner and your mom tells you to go clean it up and you're three years old apparently you do something bad to the fish oh poor fish you cleaned up the fish you did what you were asked to do i mean my my daughter's fish was named tuna which was a little uh on the nose yeah a little on the nose there (laughs) 
That's okay. My my youngest, everything he gets, he names Ben because that's his name. So he got a he got him a baby that. doll one year, and he had and it was Ben Junior. Oh, got him the stuffed lion, and it was Ben the lion. Like he's just not super creative with the naming. I hope he has like four boys or four girls, and they're all Bens. Pulls a George Foreman. Benjamina. Yes. Yeah. Ben Hilda. <laughs> <laughs> Bluey, Bluey, where did Blue? I was gonna say, where did Bluey come from? We know where Bluey came from. Yeah, Australia, Australia. But yeah. it felt like it came from like out of nowhere on just arrived on Disney Plus when it came out. When Disney Plus arrived on our doorsteps and TV screens, mm-hmm. I feel Most like was it, wasn't TV Bluey screens. on Netflix before it was on Disney Plus? Was it? I don't know. It can't. I, I feel like it was. Netflix does have a bunch of great kids TV shows. A lot of the Disney titles were on Netflix before Disney Plus came along, so it could That's very true. well have been on Netflix. And the, yeah. it also helps that the episodes are seven minutes long, or eight minutes, and you don't have to put a lot of time and energy into it. Well, and I have this theory that that's just the amount of perfect time for an adult to deal with a kid's show. And that's part of why people love Bluey. Is because it's not. I'm not sit here sitting here watching a half hour, 22 minutes or whatever the commercials make it be of kids comedy. Yes, I get seven minutes. It's adorable. It's endearing, and I'm out. <laughs> I read like a Facebook status, whatever, about how Bluey's parents are always playful with the kids, and how that's kind of been a struggle for some people has because who has time to just play with their kids every day all day throughout the day but when you look at it as like seven eight minute increment ten minute increment like they're like we can do that with our kids we can spend 10 uninterrupted minutes with our kids so it's kind of like a good good interval too to be like hey like you're seeing 10 minutes of a episode that that we can do all day not necessarily something we can do I want to know what adult has 10 uninterrupted minutes right now. Okay, that's fair. It, <laughs> it takes a lot of time or not a lot of energy to like to imagine with a kid. How did when did imagining get so hard? Uh when we got a lot of machines and things that do it for us. So <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I did also make these guys pick their top three um, kids shows that they like to watch with their kids. And it can't be yeah. Bluey because we all know Bluey's top of the list. Wow. You did not give us that rule when you asked us. Oh, sorry. It to... can't be Bluey. I like right. to keep you guys on your toes. Um, I sent you the wrong link for this um, podcast initially. Keep you on your toes. Yeah. So... No, it's good. You want to make sure we're paying attention. Always. Yeah. Always and, pay attention to me. Are. And um, you'll be you'll be fine. It encourages communication. It, yes, it's, it's, it's what it does. Am I in the right place? Yeah, I we we started this saying on uh, movies that make us on the episode that premiered actually the day before this episode will premiere. We've already recorded it. We're ahead of the game. Oh, the magic of podcasting! But but the phrase that we've come up with is stepping away from greatness to allow others to be great. And, and I feel like that's that's what you're doing there, Steph. Stepping away from greatness to allow us to be great, right? Give yeah, us some room it, to grow. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I just, <laughs> I was going to say, meet me at my level, but I'm not going to go that far. Steph, I can't reach your level. It's too high. It's true. It's true. What can I do? Yeah. Do you want us to share our favorite <laughs> yeah. series now? Is that where you... <laughs> you guys, it's been a long day. <laughs> yes, I would love you to. Well, let me ask you, did you have a specific idea as to what a kid's show is? That is because, a really good question. Yes, because that's very, there's a lot of definitions in there. No, I want you to go wild. <laughs> I encourage creativity on a, the on our show. I, I am very popcorn when it comes to the kids' shows that I like to sit and watch with my kids. Like, I want it to be entertaining for me as well. Uh, and so most of the shows, well, the three that I picked, none of them are educational in any way. So That's... I preface a little bit, but, but the three that I picked that I enjoy sitting down and actually watching with my kids 
I really do enjoy Spidey and his amazing friends. And that can be somewhat educational, but it's still very popcorn-y. And it's another one that they've broken down into smaller episodes. And I like how they work together and they problem solve and things like that. So I enjoy doing watching that with my youngest. Um, we also really enjoy, and I, I'll get hate mail for it, and I don't really care, but we also really enjoy Teen Titans Go. I love uh, Teen Titans Go. I think it's hilarious. But talk about potty humor. Yes. I mean, it would embarrass Bluey, the amount of potty humor in Teen Titans Go. Uh, Disney Plus would probably have to censor at least half of it. Yeah, It's on HBO Max, though, so it's fine. Is it? I thought it was on Hulu. It's on HBO Max. It is on Hulu as well. So all of the the Warner Brothers DC stuff is on HBO Max, and some of it's also on Hulu. Until they cancel it all, but that's a whole other episode. Right. Teen Titans Go, I think, has already been canceled, so it's safe. It's just the old episodes at this point. They've they've deleted old episodes. Don't don't count them as safe. I think they've come back after it's been canceled at least once. Well, in the movie... It's very like a a fourth wall, like, top crap. Yes. Teen Titans Go to the Movies is one of my favorite kids' movies because it breaks that fourth wall a lot. It has a ton of jokes that my kids don't get and they're not inappropriate jokes. They just don't get them because they don't know the backstories to the joke, but they still think it's funny. And anyway, I enjoy teen Titans go. They did this whole bit about the different jokers and mm-hmm. they talked about how Jared Leto was Robin was Jared Lee dressed up as Jared Leto. Oh, I saw Leto, that Joker. And it's just, it's the funniest thing because no one likes Robin and not many people like Jared Leto <laughs> Joker. Yeah. So it, it fit well. It fit well. Yeah. So uh, but that's that's another one and then the third one that i really like uh that my kids don't watch as much as they used to but gravity falls we really enjoyed that one i've heard so, good things about that one i've never it, really watched that one it's really good <laughs> it's a fun kid show um i mean it's just it's up there in my opinion with like um phineas and ferb that kind of quality and storytelling but it's also kind of creepy and supernatural so it kind of brings in that aspect that is fun to share with the kids as well. I had so. my friend describe it like supernatural, but for children. Yeah, yeah. which is about my speed for supernatural. Yeah. So. Mine too. I watched, I actually watched the first five seasons of Supernatural, and okay. I'm not a horror guy. I, right. And I, I have a hard time with that. The trick was, I think, I think I was making, I think that year I made a bunch of cosplays for my kids and just different things. And so I would put it on while I was watching those. And there was always like a sound for a jump scare. And my head was always down working on something when that happened. So when I looked up, they had already cut away from whatever it was that was scary. And so I I could handle it at that point. Yeah, that works. You can figure out when the jump scares come on and then find a way to avoid them. That's the way I like the hacking of the TV shows. We should do an episode on that. An episode on how to hack TV shows. Yes. Except Marley would not like it if we tried to hack Supernatural. Supernatural. I don't that think is, he'd appreciate that, that at all. What kind of family cosplays have you done? Because that's very cute. Uh, so not family themed, but my they were younger. They always wanted to. They always wanted to go to Fan X or Comic Con in costume, and so cute. it was always something or other. I love making armor. I don't. Nice. I've never like learned how to do it. I just. I like to take a problem and solve it. And so it's like, oh, there's a garbage can. I can turn that into a into a set of armor for my kid and playing with that. You are much more creative than I am. Some some days, some days, given the right prompts. That's awesome. My daughter last year for the first time wore a costume to Fan X. She went as Miraculous Ladybug. Oh. And she was so excited because the voice actress from there. Miraculous Ladybug was there and she got to meet her and it was just really neat. But what made her day, and I love people at FanX. So we have the best nerd community in Salt Lake, I think, in the entire world. Uh, also, I don't know a lot of other nerd communities in the world. So really, I'm biased and I get that. But <laughs> there were so many people that stopped and told her how great her cosplay was and that she looked really great and looked really awesome. And it made her whole like year. She loved That's it. That's so cute. So, so when you're at FanX, take a minute to find the littles that are dressed up and tell them how awesome they look because they love it. It's the best My part five- about going to conventions with kids in cosplay. It's so fun. My five-year-old was Batgirl last year, 
and there's this picture of her surrounded by Batman villains, like all grown Batman adult villains. And it's just cute. This little girl, that girl. Fanex with kids is fun. It is. And they get in free under, I think, 10. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's fun for like one day for me. I also like to have a couple of days without the kids. Well, <laughs> yes, that's that's fair. Well, they, they need a few hours to see and do everything that they want to see and do. And it is really great during that time. But then they start getting bored and it's like, okay, now it's time to go home. And that's fine. Yeah, it's probably not very appropriate for me to take my kids to the panel about the boys. No, nope. No, <laughs> we should just avoid I don't, that. I don't know that it's appropriate for you to take me to the panel about the boys, Steph. <laughs> Jake, if you ever watched the boys, like, I'd be fine. Like, we could still be friends. But it would shatter a little bit about what I think of. No, that sounds so rude about what I think about no, you. But it's, it just, okay. it's not a Jake show. It as. As far I, I as I know you as a human. It's not, not It's not on my schedule to yeah. watch, just so you know. Are you not old enough to watch that yet either? I am not, Brandon, <laughs> no. I'm glad to have another kindred spirit. Not old enough to watch the boys. So. I don't think anyone is, but people just do. <laughs> so I'm glad we're talking about the boys on our kids show episode. <laughs> yeah, on our kids show. That's a good example of what not to let your kids watch. Or Brandon and Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kids at heart. Kids at heart. <laughs> So I'll, I'll bring us back to the kids' shows then. Uh, along the same vein of Jake, I sat down and I talked to my kids. I was like, what are your favorite shows? Because, like, you know, I've got my shows and I've got my kids' shows. And they and they gave me shows. And I thought, you know, those are good shows. But none of them compare to a, cho- a show from my childhood, which apparently is before Stephanie was born. That show taught me so much classic literature. And I, I've loved it. I know where this is going. I, I think, think I I'm did so too. excited. Wishbone. Yes. What's the story? Wishbone. Come wag another tail. Like that show, I absolutely love that. And there are so many shows or books that I'll, I'll be honest today, like even today, I fake a little bit about knowing the plot because Wishbone taught me the plot of classic literature. Yeah. And, it, and he did it so much better than Disney does because they kind of stuck with the actual story. And it, you know, Wishbone the, was great. The Prince and the Pauper Wishbone is still like the best adaptation I've ever seen. Blew my mind when there were two wishbones. Yeah, yeah, right. It blew my mind. Green screen, green screen effects, and everything. I, I'm still partial to the Mickey Mouse Prince and Popper, by the way, but the wishbone one is also very good. And it was funny, Brandon, that you mentioned wishbone because that was one that I thought of, and I thought there's just nothing really like that today for kids. But then there, there are a few that are pretty good. Like uh, you've ever read the I Am series by Brad Meltzer, where he does a bunch of different historical figures there's a bunch of books now there's a uh, pbs series that's based on that where the kids travel back in time and meet all of these historical figures as uh kids and things like that it's pretty good that one's fun and my son's watched that a few times but it still doesn't compare to wishbone classic that's a great pick yeah there's there is something different like not that i was choosing it because it was educational and there certainly exist educational shows today i just feel like there is so much more like we, we're going to teach you a lesson by being bright and shiny and stuff like that. And this one was, we've got a frame tale. Wishbone's owner is facing some problem. And Wishbone is like, well, there's this story. And they then jump into the story. But obviously the owner doesn't know that Wishbone is telling these stories. But <laughs> That would have solved all the owner's financial problems if he, if they did know. <laughs> they could have started a show of, about it. Yeah. I kind of feel like to launch, to like, suggested kids show you probably were high when you thought about it because like who would have thought make this dog a classic a character in these classic literature stories they were probably high <laughs> you just changed my entire understanding no, it's so good and pure <laughs> i don't know man there are so many kids shows on like especially pbs shows at that time wishbone was tame that was probably the most sober not high person in the room when you got somebody pitching barney the purple dinosaur and Teletubbies. <laughs> Come on, Wishbone is tame compared to okay. stuff like that. Tell me I'm wrong that the people aren't high when they're writing Teen Titans Go. Oh well, yeah, that's probably for sure. <laughs> something, something, something. Whether it's legal or illegal, maybe there's, there's something just there. Children at heart. I should, I should have that attitude. They're not subs- using substances. They're, they're using they're, their child's heart. They're high on sugar. There you go, Steph's worldview is in order to be creative <laughs> you've got to be high Read on a bunch of musicians autobiographies and tell me i'm wrong well yeah but that's they're okay 
What's your second show, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This one, this one is less educational, although I feel like it teaches emotional, uh, emotional lessons throughout the way. And uh, okay, I'm going to say it is educational. They just don't hit you over the head with the with the messages. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh man, so good. Such a Another good show. Great, great show. I didn't watch that till 2020 during the pandemic. That's when I watched it too, Steph. It's so good. Why, why did we sleep on it so long? I don't know. I slept on it longer because, as we've established, I'm much older than you. I love hearing stories about people watching things that I love that I watched. I didn't watch it when it was coming out. I watched a couple episodes when it was coming out. But shortly thereafter, in the early days of Netflix DVD by mail, I think, is when I watched it. And uh, Oh, maybe- Netflix turns 25 today just... To continue this, we feel old thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The day that we're recording, before we get someone comment that it was oh, like yeah. a week or so ago, like it's the day we're recording. This day of our Lord, August the 29th. Oh <laughs> is that the date? It is August 29th. <laughs> I, I, I just love, though, hearing that things that I love hold up because there's all sorts of things that I will watch. I'm like, this is so good that I show somebody for the first time and they're like, no, not so great. My, Avatar holds up, huh? My youngest is into a lot of, starting to get into a lot of the anime stuff. Like, she likes Sailor Moon. And mm-hmm. uh, and while there's still an argument about whether Avatar Last Airbender can be considered anime or not, I'm not here to settle that. I showed her Avatar. She was like, yeah, this is fine. But when she got to Korra, The Legend of Korra, she was like, now I'm in. Give me a girl that's kicking butt and I'm totally in. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's where cool. my daughter was at with that too. Like Cora, like she liked Avatar and thought, you know, thought Katara was pretty cool. But yeah. Cora, like that was where she was like, this is my Avatar. I really liked Cora. I think I like Cora better too. I mean, yeah. Add the girl, the female protagonist and like the steampunk feel. Yeah. It's, it's cool. That's, they did one of my favorite things that any magic system can do. They take the magic system from from a place that is like, okay, this is very medieval, feudal, something like that, and said, okay, what would the natural progression of this be? And extrapolate it out by some years. That's part of, I think, not to go on another tangent, but... I'm going to go there with you. I'm already there with you, Brandon. All right, all right. All right. So that's part of why I like Brandon Sanderson stuff, is because you get to see that evolution throughout time. I was thinking thinking Mistborn Era 2, specifically for that example. Yeah. That's why when you said, I was like, no, go. I'm ready. I'm ready to go there. Uh, I also have to say, Uncle Eero is one of my favorite characters of any show ever. I love... I just love him and his character and the way he teaches like it's just good i wish i had watched it when i was younger because he would have helped me through a lot of tough times as a teenager so before we get a lot of comments on this it's uncle iroh iroh thank you iroh's the uh amazon mesh network device okay (laughs) uncle iroh thank you i think the episode that i i think i i there i think there was only one episode that i cried in that series and that was the one with uncle iroh uh and his son mm-hmm. and singing the song for him and that song just like gets me every time like they, yeah. they they knew how to get the adults just right while still keeping it entertaining for the kids yeah absolutely yeah it's a great series it and that's the great thing steph and i discovered it as adults and it's still really entertaining so your kids will love it you'll love it if you've never sat down and watched it that's a great pick so steph we haven't heard anything from you that was only two did I? She's she's gonna make you go through all of them. Oh, oh, we're, we're not gonna round robin this. Oh, well, I, I, mean... I already ruined the round robin. Robining. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I I will. Yeah, I'll round robin. My my kids are one and five, six. Will she be six? No, she won't be yeah, six she'll... by the time of this release. But will she? Yeah. September seventh is her birthday. Just so I guess everyone knows. <laughs> Anyways, I have a one and a six-year-old, so TV shows have been like youngish as, but Sesame Street is absolutely one of my favorite kid shows. Their music is still so good. I, my husband and I joke all the time about, you know, you made it big as a celebrity if they like let you come on Sesame Street. Yeah, the Usher ABC song still gets stuck in my head all the time. I I still can't count to twelve without thinking about Sesame Street. 
and it's there just was a song the one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve uh, yes every time that's in my head that's old that's old stuff that was before you were born that one i remember out. that i've heard it once i heard um, it once my uh so with sesame street when my when my oldest was little uh i loaded up my ipad with just a bunch of their music clips and he was like six months old but he could grab the ipad unlock it because it was before we knew about data security and stuff like that with pin codes <laughs> he would unlock it he would find the videos app or tv or whatever they called it back then mm-hmm. and pick the sesame street i had like 20 sesame street clips on there and he knew how to get to the exact one that he wanted like That's music funny. music and kids I, I can't hear some of the some popular songs the same way ever again they just they just elmo should be singing it elmo was such an annoying little red puppet and then when you see your kid just like enjoy this little red like he kind of becomes a, he, he he found a little place in my heart like just this little loving puppet that makes kids kind of open up and they talk about some hard things on sesame street yeah. like it's just a like i i love sesame street yeah i uh elmo's interesting he is obnoxious Mm-hmm. Until you have kids and then you realize, no, he's just a little kid. And then he becomes endearing because you realize like the questions and the curiosity and everything that he has. That's the way it is with a kid. Like my six-year-old still asks me a ton of questions and talks nonstop and is basically like Elmo. I can even tickle him and he laughs. So <laughs> there you go. You got one that does that? Yeah. Wow. Your, Those are you not laugh when they? No, when they, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You, you brought up your daughter's birthday being September 7th. Let me just point this out, Brandon. You need to know this. This is important. Blake and I, Steph's husband, oh we God. have the same birthday, January 9th. My oldest daughter's birthday is September 8th. Their oh, wow. oldest daughter is September 7th. So close to yeah. the universe just aligning even a little bit more. It's a little creepy. It's the Virgos and the Capricorns. They're coming together. Yeah. So. I'm 9-11, so just saying oh i'm also a fellow 913 now you feel left out yeah it's all about september jake and blake get together they talk about birthdays for hours we don't, that is not true we have never <laughs> talked about birthdays for hours it's very isn't our birthday the best it may come up it may come up every time we get together but it's a very short conversation just to remind <laughs> everyone we have the same birthday but not for hours <laughs> So yes, Sesame Street. Sesame Street also did a thing that's hysterical where they spoofed off of popular TV shows. They did like a Game of Thrones spoof. Which, yeah. And they did an Orange is the New Black spoof, which is so inappropriate. Like obviously they kept it kid friendly, but it's so inappropriate. See, okay, I have issues with that. I actually have okay. I have issues with that. And so like to continue the hot takes from, from last week, we I love think, hot takes here. I think that's irresponsible. Yeah. Okay. And I think uh, so Sesame Street did it with Game of Thrones. And so kids are like, I want to watch Game of Thrones with mom and dad. Okay. I'm not old enough for Game of Thrones yet. Like everything <laughs> about that show is in my wheelhouse, but I, I'm just not old enough. No, yet. not everything is in my wheelhouse. There's a lot in my wheelhouse. But okay, the, that, okay, that's right. Relationships, that's not yeah. in my wheelhouse. Everything but the relationships <laughs> is in my wheelhouse. Let's, let's just say. Um, okay, that's fair. And so like having kids be like, I love Game of Thrones because I saw it on Sesame Street. All of the sudden, you know, it's not just, it's just recently that streaming services have been like, we'll let you password protect your parental accounts. And yeah. so, you know, streaming going into kids going into watching stuff. Cause how many parents hand their kids an iPad and a pair of headphones? Yeah. And, you know, I it's would, like, oh, what are you watching over there? Yeah. It, it's true it, to me. Well, okay, that might be taking it a little far, but it, it is in the Joe Camel territory of like, let's get oh, this okay. cartoon character yeah. and get kids into smoking. It's now granted, there smoking is an addiction and health stuff and whatever. And this is just <laughs> not watching something inappropriate. And I get that there's a difference, but I, I agree. It, I think it is irresponsible to say, hey, Game of Thrones is cool, kids. Go check it out. And then anyway, Marvel's pretty bad at it too. Deadpool. Yeah, he shows up in Spider-Man cartoons and stuff like that. And, you know, he's hilarious and he's funny and is like, Dad, this was happening when the Deadpool movies were coming out. And I realized at that point, Fox Deadpool live action was Fox 
and the Spider-Man was Marvel Disney. Uh, but my kid was like, I love Deadpool. Can I go see that movie? I'm like, absolutely oh, no. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, little one, he plays a lot of the Lego Marvel games. And in one of them, Deadpool is kind of the yes. narrator. He's like, yeah, him's funny, dad. Yeah, he is really funny. <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. You know, there's a Deadpool movie. I did. You shouldn't know that. <laughs> Cause it's very different. And, and it's okay. Parents have to be responsible and we have to have those conversations, but at the same time, it makes it a lot easier when they don't put that kind of content in. So the kids are like, Hey, what is this? As an extreme joke of the universe, my oldest daughter, my, my daughter is a very pious child. We were listening to like Uptown Funk and I think they say, damn, sorry if you have to censor this, me, who's going to be editing this show. I think we can let that one slide. And Aria was like, mom, I don't like listening to grown up songs because they say grown up words. And I'm like, Okay, kiddo, we won't listen to these grown-up songs. <laughs> or if I let something, there's got to be a Sesame Street version of that song. There's got to there, be a Sesame Street version. There's Kids Bop, and Kids Bop, I do have a problem with because they make what was all about that bass was one song that Kids Bop did, which is about yeah. wanting to look at someone's big booty. Like my six-year-old doesn't need to be singing about that. Like well, grown-up thing, so I could just tell her, "Yeah, Game of Thrones for grown-ups," and she wouldn't want to watch it because, yeah, and my kids I, are good too. They'll my son tells me all the time that's inappropriate, Dad. Like if I'm scrolling through TikTok and one of the words comes up that it's like, "Dad, that's inappropriate. You should stop watching TikTok now." Thrown <laughs> away. All right. It's like kind of obnoxious, but also like I should enjoy this while she still wants to follow my rules. We Once they reach start. a certain age, you have to you have to start making sure that you know what leverage you have over them to get them to follow your rules. Yeah. What can you start taking away? Like, or what, what do you have to give them? Yeah. So that you can then later take it away. Uh, yeah, I'm, pa- I'm parenting tips here. Yep. Wow. These are some hot parenting takes. We gave my son a cell phone last year. My 13 year old, a cell phone last year, his grades were terrible, but we found that we had no leverage over him. And so he was like, I don't care, but we gave him that phone and tied it to his grades straight a's the second semester yeah that's that's a smart move i'm gonna like i got i got a lot of yard work done this summer by my son because we got him an xbox series x we're like we'll get it for you but you got to do this before you can have it and he did because that's what he wanted to do kids amazing already played through all of elden ring i have no idea how that game is hard but anyway I'm not good at gaming, so there you go. That's why they don't have me on at cutscenes and cupcakes ever. I've wanted you to stream with us so bad, and you've always said no. Because I'm really bad. <laughs> I wanted you to play Among Us. You can play Among Us. Come on, they they did they did a side quest uh, last time that was card games. Yeah, yes. I card games. That was exciting. Non face card, card game. games. And I appreciated that it was non face card. I, I think I commented on your Facebook post about you it. Did all right. Who's turning? I've d- I've done my three. Do you want me to keep mining more? Uh, yeah, go. It's your turn again. It's my turn again. <laughs> my my youngest daughter really likes Sailor Moon. That's one that she enjoys. I haven't watched it though, so I don't know if it's any good. So I don't watch that one with her. She also likes Owl House. Have you guys heard of that one? Owl House is fun. It's a weird one. It's it's very weird. There, it wouldn't be so weird except there's this one owl door thing that just looks really gross every time. I like I think I like your daughter. She's very like um into these feminist cartoon shows and I'm I'm cool with that. I'll be honest, my all of my daughters are pretty feminist. Love my it. sons too, by the way. I've, I've I love it. I'm here for it. Have they watched She-Ra? Yes, She-Ra's the Netflix fun. adaptation. Yep, she loves She-Ra. Um, and she even has an old, like 1980s style t-shirt that she raw, uh, the shirt's actually new, but it's an old style. That's what I meant by the old shirt. And <laughs> we got her a couple of Funko pops that are she raw for Christmas. So she enjoys that one quite a bit. That was That's one that cute. surprised me. Like I watched it one day with my daughter when we were both homesick, uh, pre pandemic. So it was just like a cold. We were both homesick and it's like, mom had to go somewhere. Let's turn on Netflix and binge something all day. And we watched the entire first season of She-Ra and it was like, oh, this, this is good. This is not what I was expecting, but yeah, but it is what I wanted. 
<laughs> Arya's been a little bit too young for it, but I'm excited for when she gets there. Yeah, it it's good. The old old Shira was basically like, how can we make a girl version of He Man? Which is what they did in the 80s. Was hey, here's a boy version. Let's make a girl version. And there wasn't usually any more thought into the process than that. And so the characters weren't ever weren't always very good. But this new version is is pretty solid. All right, I'll save you, Jake. Uh, Thank you. Because <laughs> I've done my three. I didn't know. What, I didn't know what we were doing. Obviously. I'm okay with awkward silence. So, <laughs> yes, it's okay. great for podcasts. Awkward silence. <laughs> is the best for you know, the trick is I use Overcast and they have Smart Speed that strips out all the silences. It makes my podcasters just sound so much smarter. It's <laughs> it's amazing. There's no weird gaps. Uh, but so my next show, and this is one that I th- I think that is something that we are gonna be seeing a lot more of because we saw it with with this one we've seen it with another one on disney plus but baymax shorts mm. or baymax the shorts the you know yeah. seven episodes and then the Groot ones i haven't watched that yet because i'm waiting to watch it with my son who's watching things in timeline order uh, <laughs> adorable but uh the baymax shorts they are just they are just sweet vignettes into the life of baymax and as he helps people overcome this issue or that issue and you know whether it's helping aunt Cass run the the cafe or uh helping someone overcome a fear of going to a pool like they're (laughs) they're just they're just adorable Mm -hmm. uh shorts that i can't say enough about like this is the kind of quality programming so it's highly produced and good wholesome messages right and and not too long to become it's not long enough to become annoying yeah i agree i like the baymax shorts a lot i haven't watched the i am groot shorts yet either i haven't either not because i'm waiting for someone to get through timeline order but i just haven't watched them i have watched both episodes of she hulk so you know i'm you know <laughs> priorities complete failure we watched a forky ask a question Those, okay the forky shorts I have a real problem with Forky. Oh, yeah. I'm he's sorry. a spork. Let's start there. Not a fork. <laughs> well, that's why he's trash. And he is trash. Anyway, I Forky, was, Forky wow. was fine. I didn't know you had such strong feelings about I, I really don't. It just bothers me, bothers me that he's not a fork and they call him Forky. He should be called Sporky. And I get that she's the one that named him and she's a little kid and little kids do that kind of stuff. But it enrages me when kids do it too. So it's fine. Did you have a problem when Boo calls Sully Kitty and he's not a kitty? No, because that's adorable. <laughs> oh. Jake's the adorable oh, yeah. gatekeeper over here. <laughs> I am. Yep. My show, Octonauts on Netflix. Okay. Is super Octonauts fun. See, it's fun. I feel like most of mine that I really like are more educational. Yeah. I, and I don't know why that is. I'm not especially smart but octonauts is super fun and i really enjoy deep sea stuff and so it's cute it's weird that one character is a freaking turnip why oh i we don't know have you ever noticed that their logo kind of looks like hydra it does yes i have well i realize it now in the mcu timeline octonauts (laughs) where's your son watching that in the mcu timeline (laughs) (laughs) there's the leader's one time going to just turn and say "Hail Hydra" and it's going to be all over. There's, there's me holding, holding hands with Forky. Move my chair out of the way. I'm sorry that I said anything about Forky. <laughs> I apologize. See, the secret is Jake's just trying to get comments. Like he's, he's one of those like radio shock jocks that's just like I want to shock people into, <laughs> into commenting on my stuff. Yeah, Brandon, you may be the first person that's ever compared me to a radio shock jock. <laughs> Oh my! I'm a, I'm a regular Howard Stern for sure. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Uh, Daniel the Tiger's Neighborhood. Just because it's kind of what you were saying with music, like great music. I can't tell you how many times we've sung in my house when you get so mad that you want to roar. And now that my daughter's a little bit older, she just roars at me as I start singing that. She's nice. She's like, you're not going to finish that. I'm going to roar first. So, but it, it connects you with, it connects you with your kids in such a way because it's Mr. Rogers neighborhood, right? And Daniel, the tiger was a character on Mr. Rogers neighborhood, but 
Mr. Rogers neighborhood is hard for children to watch right now because they expect media to be very different. And so it's just an updated version of it. And then once they get into Daniel, the tiger, and I tested this, once they get into Daniel, the tiger, then you can pull up the Mr. Rogers neighborhood and, and they're more into it because they know the characters and in the make-believe land and they know the, uh, and, and they know the music and the songs it, you can transition from there, but you have to, Start with Daniel the Tiger. Yeah, it, it's hard to go straight Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood with a kid today. Uh, if you kind of no, think about it, why? how were we into that as children? Like, it's this old, older there, dude. There was, there was, it was, it was that and like Sesame Street that we're on. So you'd watch That's Sesame true. Street and then you'd watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And what was really great about Mr. Rogers, honestly, truly as a kid, is he didn't talk to you like you were a moron. He was like the only adult in your life that didn't talk to you like you were not smart. Like he, you were valid, you were important, and what you were feeling and thinking was important. And that was so different for kids at that age. I don't think that's the case now because we've had multiple generations of those kids that have grown up and have kids of their own now that it's more common for, I think we're a bit more like that with our kids, generally speaking. But Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, Kids were seen and not heard. If you That's were, fair. if you had to be one or the other, it was seen and not heard. But preferably, neither seen nor heard would be the choice. <laughs> Mister Rogers, my both my parents worked, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with both of your parents working, and I respect the heck out of both of them because they did what they had to do to put a roof over our heads and take care of us. But that meant I spent a lot of time with a babysitter or a lot of time on my own, and so having someone who would kind of listen to me through the TV was a connection that's really tender that's that's why but i think you're right brand i think today it's a lot harder for kids to connect with mr rogers just because it is old well and think about it when we were kids we learned how to read time based on what was going to be on tv yeah absolutely and i'm gonna sound really old when i use this phrase but kids today (laughs) they don't have that they don't have that uh that same need to learn that because everything's on demand. Everything is yep. quick and go. Uh, YouTube. I was thinking about this a lot with the kids shows. My kids watch a lot of YouTube yes. and my older kids are, you know, they, they watch the people playing games and stuff like that, which, you know, uh, that's fine. But my daughter watches these people that create stories with their Barbies and they are yes. weird. They're yes. weird stories and there's no redeeming value to the story. Anya and Elsia. Oh my gosh, I can't stand Anya and Elsia. Like, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't remember the names, but yeah, and it's just like they are so sucked into these quick little, uh, fast moving, not necessarily fast uh, paced or fast moving, but fast paced uh, clips and vignettes that just they don't have to pay attention for too long. And I know this is making me sound so old because this is the exact same thing that they were saying when I watched the X-Men 92 cartoon that it was rotten my brain. <laughs> but it it's different when a media company has to create it versus a and I know that a lot of companies on YouTube are media companies. Heck, Age of Geek were media, right? right. But it's but it's different when somebody has some kind of fiduciary responsibility to shareholders to not create complete garbage than when it, when you're independent and you can make all those decisions yourself yeah. and there, and there are more options. Yeah. Those, those two things combined. And why would somebody watch something slow like Mr. Rogers? Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I will say X-Men 92 did not rot my brain. That taught and- me to be much more understanding and accepting and like, the, like understanding the concept of the other and not being scared of that, like it was pretty big. It also still to this day has one of the most bitchin' theme songs. Yeah, and I'm that has to make a comeback with Disney's continuation of X Men '92. They've got to use that theme song. Even well, you, you noticed in the MCU, in the MCU, uh, in in Doctor Strange, in that one scene, you mm-hmm. you get you get those bars. And I want to say in Miss Marvel when they when they start talking they about do. stuff, they that, do. Yes, it's yes, very they... faint. And, and but I remember because I was like, they are taking all the ambiguity away with that little bit. And I was like, oh man, if you know, so you know. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, then go watch Miss Marvel. Ignore all the haters and just go watch it because it was actually great a really show. Great series. Great oh, show. I was gonna say, just go find the X Men theme song on YouTube. 
well, yeah, you can do that too, okay, which is sorry. a great thing to do as well. <laughs> what else do you have on your list, Brandon? I'm I'm interested. To, these are great things. I'm enjoying talking about these shows and remembering a lot of them. And yeah, yeah. So uh, another one that is just as much for adults as it is for the kids is Phineas and Ferb. Yes. So good. Uh, Dan Poffenmeyer. I don't. I don't know if you guys how much time you spend on TikTok, but he Way too does. Much. Okay, 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 Way too much. Bad okay. question to ask. But he, but he's got a pretty good following there on TikTok, and he's he's pretty funny on there, and he very clearly like is just an entertainer, kids show creator. He's just an entertainer. I don't know anybody else who could have made a song about aglets that taught me as an adult what the word aglet was because <laughs> I'm not in the tri-state area to get my memory wiped. Yeah. So we all still know what an aglet is, it's which true. before that I had no idea. And it, probably wasn't concerned about. Well, no, but now I do know. And so it's a neat little <laughs> trivia fact. You know, it's going to come up sometime. What are the things called <laughs> that you put your shoelaces through on? Aglet. I know. <laughs> uh, I love Phineas and Ferb, and I love Dan Poffenmeyer. Like, he is one of the best TikTok accounts to follow on TikTok just because his stuff is just, and he's always responding to people that comment or tag him in their videos. And I, I just think he's great. He just seems to have a great personality. And that's why it comes through in his show. I guess the things that we've been talking about tonight have been wholesome. Like, kids' shows mean that they're. Like the good kid shows in our minds are the wholesome ones. Well, except for Teen Titans Go. I don't know how uh, wholesome that one is. Sorry. Well, and that's what I was thinking. The the kids in Phineas and Ferb are weird kids. But that's kind of something we see a lot now with kids, kids these days. But like the weird kids aren't rejects as much anymore. And obviously there's still issues everywhere. A kid who dresses up as a pancake is going to be made not made fun of. Weird kids are getting their their time in the sun. That's not a phrase. Their time in the light. Like, I, I like that. They're having fun in the sun. <laughs> I don't know. I just, the... my kid is going to be very weird. So I, I take a little bit of like, I'm glad that right. maybe she won't be the weird kid with no friends. We'll say stuff to my son and tell him that Ben will say, hey, you're weird or something. He's like, yeah, but in our family, weird is really good. So that's okay. Oh, because we're all weird. Like, you are absolutely right. And it makes me proud every time he says it because I want my kids to be like, yeah, we're weird. That's fine. Yeah. And it's cool. And I think it's easier to be cool and weird nowadays. It definitely was not okay to be weird when I was a kid in any way. I got left out of so many things because I was the weird kid. I think the wholesomeness is like a huge theme for all these shows and things that we want to see our kids watch, too. So the other part of the question that you asked us, Steph, is what are some shows that you won't let your kids watch? So is the other side of that the shows that are not super wholesome? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. I don't the, know, two, you... the two Go that ahead. I thought of are Blippy. I don't like oh Blippy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't like Blippy at all. And, in fact, it's because some of the stuff he does is very is unwholesome. Or ha- anyway. because you have a very pious child. That is yeah. true. Well, and also, I, I don't. We shouldn't have an episode about Blippy. But the fact that he doesn't even go to his own live shows is so aggravating. It's yeah. just like a cash dra- grab. So, Blippy, come on. Be better. Okay. Blippy is one that I don't particularly care for either. I'm I'm good with that. One that we had to outlaw early on as our kids were getting into YouTube was uh, FGTV. Have you guys heard of that YouTube channel? So it started during the big Skylanders craze. The The boy was really into Skylanders. So he was Skylanders boy and Skylanders girl. And they were playing a lot of Skylanders with their I think dad. I've seen it. Yeah. And then they went into family gaming. And now it's FGTV because Skylanders doesn't, it's not a thing anymore. And they were so obnoxious. Like they never said anything. They weren't like swearing or anything like that. But they were just mean to each other and like making crass jokes and things like that. And we're like, nope. We're done with with FGTV. So that was one that was outlawed at our house just because it brought no value whatsoever. Yeah. At all. You know, a show that I've got one that's wholesome that we don't let the kids watch. Uh, We used to let the kids watch it. And to be honest, my kids are old enough now, with the exception of the baby who doesn't realize that he gets a choice in what he watches, is Caillou. (laughs) 
I can't stand Caillou. So yeah. Like, I mean, it's a wholesome enough show. It's, you know, the grandma and the and Caillou going and doing fun things. But it is we we found that it was a problem because when my son would watch Caillou, he would just he would just be selfish. He would want what he wanted, when he wanted, how he wanted, and expect yeah. the adults around him to just do it. And be very whiny about it. Yes. And so that so it's like, yeah, Caillou's not a good role model. So mm-hmm. we the amount of online hate that there is for Caillou and that show is just mind-boggling to me. <laughs> I, I, somehow our kids never got into Caillou. We never watched it. So I know nothing about Caillou except that there are so many parents that are in the same boat as you two that it's like, no, it, we will not watch Caillou. It's an awful, awful show. Well, on the same line as Caillou, one that is, I guess, overall wholesome, but I I got so... Uh, Peppa Pig. I'm not a fan of Peppa Pig. Again, I think she's whiny. But also, for being a pig family, they are so fat, Shamey. And it drives me bananas. And so, and if you want to watch something by the same creators, that's better. Ben and Holly's is great. Peppa Pig is is annoying. Yeah, we missed the Peppa Pig train as well, which I guess is an okay thing. It's, It's not bad it's just not good i think one of my kids when they were a baby somebody gave them a peppa pig book and that is the most that we've had anything to do with peppa pig the trick for us was when it moved to amazon off of netflix or something like that and my kids didn't realize that we had amazon prime and they didn't know how to navigate that app they kind of stopped watching that and we it just fizzled (laughs) out on its own until they realized that they could watch amazon prime on the echo show and then that it made a reoccurrence when i was younger younger like teenage years my younger siblings got into spongebob and my parents were like no no spongebob my wife has banned that from our house too and and my wife said i never understood why my parents were so anti-spongebob until our kids started watching the adventures of gumball and she's like nope i get it now because (laughs) that to us is spongebob like he gumball is the dumbest show i have ever seen and there. I don't even get the whole family dynamic. Half of them are cats. Half of them are bunnies. And one of them's a fish. I don't even know what's going on there. It's weird. But it is. Hey, mixed families aren't weird, Jake. Yeah, Jake. I I I wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob either. Yeah. Gumball is the new SpongeBob. At least at our house, we're like, no. SpongeBob is making a reoccurrence, though. My daughter's five-year-old friend just had a SpongeBob birthday party. Aria loves SpongeBob. SpongeBob. My husband encourages it. There was a time in the 90s, in the mid to late 90s, where stuff kept coming out that you thought this is going to be a phase that has somehow stuck around for 30 years. Like Pokemon, Power Rangers, SpongeBob, all of these things that came out that you're like, oh, this will pass. No, none of it has. I, I don't understand. Pokemon I get because there's new iterations and there's new games and and Power Rangers too to a certain extent. But SpongeBob, it's the same stupid sponge and starfish and... I don't totally get it. I don't get the love affair with SpongeBob. If it's so your thing, I, now we're now we're at the point where the people who grew up on this content yeah. are creating the content, and so they get to play, they're they're being John Favreau. They're playing in the toy box that they had as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think that's exactly right. The other one that we don't like that our kids watch, Big City Greens. Have you guys seen Big City Greens at all? Oh. Yeah. Is that a soccer one? No, it's. It's this, this. Oh, that's the big green. Yeah, no, big city greens. It's this family called the Greens that they're farmers and they live in the middle of the big city. And I don't know, but my son has learned so much from that show. Stuff about <laughs> trucks, stuff about how some people are missing a finger and they only have nine fingers because the dad only has nine fingers. And like there was a there was a phase of a few weeks, and we were finally like, "You've watched too much Big City Greens," because he'd be like, he'd spout out some weird thing. We're like, "How do you know about that?" Oh, Big City Greens. We're like, no, the <laughs> show is just, it, it's just a weird, weird it's show. Weird. It's, the, if I could compare it to anything, it's like Simpsons for kids. Also wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons as a kid. Yeah, I wasn't either. We watched Simpsons like every night at my house. <laughs> I do feel like it was kind of a Utah mom thing to not allow Simpsons for, 
for kids. Yeah. You know, my mom was was anti Simpsons until she was on the PTA, and she learned that the National PTA actually endorsed the Simpsons oh, because Bart would do something dumb at the end during every episode, basically, and by the end of the episode, he would learn a lesson. Oh. And so my mom was like, okay, I'll let you watch this and watch kids learn lessons. And yeah. that's that's how we were able to do the it. The more I think you know. Just enjoyed yeah. it, but you know. And I think in the earlier years, it was much more Bart-centric. It, it's become much more Homer-centric, and he doesn't seem to learn the lessons as well as Bart does. Well, you can't be on the air for so long if you learn your lessons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you yeah. go. Steph. There's our favorites and the ones that we don't watch or let our kids watch. It is interesting how far kids' shows have come. Like, we talked about Mr. Rogers, The Origins kind of of kids show sesame street was definitely one of the first kids shows too and so it is like brandon was saying it's amazing to see how far everything has come and like how different and diverse everything is so yeah it's true it's a good thing it is a good thing and it's good for parents too so we don't have to watch the same old stuff over and over and over and over and over again and we wanted to talk about kids shows today because brandon is coming on our network and he's doing a kid is it kid centric is that an okay thing to yeah, say yeah I, I think i think kid centric is fine at first i was very very anti calling it a kid's show because i'm like no i'm just making stories uh but the more stories i make the more i realize no this is a kid's show <laughs> this <laughs> is a show this is actually a show for the parents, but it's so the parents can get 10 minutes of quiet from their kids without <laughs> handing them a screen. Mm -hmm. So the, the show is called uh, KidBot Stories for Kids. You know, got to get the SEO in there, but KidBot uh, yeah. and, or KidBot Stories. And it is AI generated stories that I come up with a premise for. So I, I have the AI generate a story prompt for me. And then I come up with the idea for the story and like the details on how that story prompt is going to work. And then together the AI and I write the story because the writing AIs right now are not good enough to like spit out actual quality stories yet. And so it takes a lot of babysitting and uh, it's more of a, a writing aid versus a story generator. But because it's for kids, we we play it like the like the AI has written all the stories. I I do a little banter with a text to speech voice, throw the stories back and forth. So for the kids, they think you know the story has happened in thirty seconds. The generations happened in thirty seconds. It takes me about a half hour to write a ten minute story. I love this idea so much. When when you first told us about it, um, I just thought this is brilliant. AI is such a big thing right now that is coming into every aspect of our lives. And this is kind of a fun, cool thing that we can take advantage of AI for mm -hmm. to develop these stories. But then you shared the first episode with us and I was like, this is just gold. I mean, it is just the interaction between the AI voice and yourself, KidBot, the way that you interact with KidBot and then the story that comes out. It's just really, really good. Like it's something that I've turned on for my kids and they enjoy it quite a bit. Because it's, they're just fun stories and it's just interesting and unique. Well, and I do think that's something that's surpassed the years is kids enjoy being told stories. And to be able to do that screenless is also something that I think all of, all of us parents, I will speak for myself, I need to be doing better at. Where this story or where this podcast came from actually is my daughter listens to story podcasts on her Google Mini in her bedroom. I do podcast consulting as well. And so one night I was on a consulting call and my daughter was listening to me talk to them over Zoom and stuff like that. And after I hung up, she she says to me, she's six years old. She, she made a really good point here. She said, dad, you haven't podcasted in like forever. It had been like, it's been like a year. Uh, but for a six-year-old, that's forever. That's forever. Why do people still listen to you? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's harsh. But that's fair. And so and so I said, all right, let's let's come up with the podcast that I can do. And she's like, I want a bedtime story podcast. Oh, and so I mean, it's hard to say no to that. And right. so we so we sat down and we we thought about it for a little bit. And I said, what, what if I used this AI that I've been playing a lot with to help me write these stories? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's good. As long as you're reading the stories. And I, I thought I can do that. That's where the that's where this came from. And we just you know, I've, I've been making these stories and it's just kind of fun to run them by my kids. I've slipped their names into them. Uh, oh. I've got options for people like if if somebody wants their kid's name slipped into a story, I've got a place on the website where you can go to dedicate a story to your kids. 
and so cute yeah it's just it's a lot of fun it i try to have some kind of lesson to learn by the end of it like some obstacle that they have to overcome and lesson to learn the only one that i haven't done that my daughter tells me that i have to change it is a story that uh, steph recommended the plot line for called the dragon and the princess about a dragon and princess con artist team that are scamming the knights and the royalty out of <laughs> out of things and and my daughter did not love the fact that that story which I haven't recorded yet, so they I'm were naughty. probably going to change. That they they were naughty and they got away with it. <laughs> fair. She, she would fair. really love Fair Spieler's Day Off. The whole <laughs> thing is about them being naughty and getting away with it. I, I think this is great. I'm excited to see or listen to more stories created by Kidbot and yourself. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think when we listened to it, all of us mentioned how great the AI sounds, but also how great your voice sounds with it. So, oh, thank you. That's, yes. You can tell your daughter that's why people still listen to you about podcast consulting, because you've just got a great voice to listen to. I have to. a voice. They have to listen to me. You got that's a, right. Your voice for podcasts. Yeah. I have a face for podcasts, that's for sure. <laughs> Except for you right. guys. You guys actually turn on video. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, it was a tough choice. I, I think it drove away a lot of our listeners on movies that make us when they saw me. They're like, wait a second. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it and I would love to see in the comments because this is for, this is the adults watching this for kids, right? Like that's what the audience for this show is. I would love right. to see in the comments for this on the Facebook post or wherever you're seeing this, the discord community, uh, what you guys think about, uh, about these stories and how you would how you would like to see them go because this is such a living thing that we can we can change them we can move and we can do things and I I just want parental feedback uh, because that's who it is I've I'm, I'm doing this with AI so if you know if the parents want to go I'm thinking about in the Discord you guys have mentioned the Discord on the show before right yeah mm -hmm. it's yes. fairly new but uh, I've got a channel in the Discord. And I'm thinking about making that the parent-centric place because ten-year-olds don't want to go hang out on Discord. But the parents, I I would love I don't to want do my like ten-year-olds hanging out on Discord. I'll be honest. That's not the cutscenes and cupcakes Discord. <laughs> but I, I'm thinking about doing some like live streams of uh, this is how I use the AI to write these stories. Here's how you do. It. I've been having AI illustrate the stories as well, and so we're, we got a really good one about bunny rabbits coming out that I just have about ten ten illustrations for as well. Oh, that's awesome. Are you, I, I think it's just amazing what AI can do um, and how far it's come. So uh, it, it'll be great. So it is called KidBot Stories. Yep, KidBotStories.com. Uh, it should be. I, I recently just changed the title because it was too close to something else. So I, I changed it. But it should be showing up in the podcast apps in, in, by the time you hear this as KidBot Stories. We're, we're excited to have you be part of Age of Geek Media. This is something very different from any other show that we have, but yeah. it's also really exciting and it's a whole new audience to bring in. So for, for the kids, turn on KidBot Stories and then mom and dad come listen to Age of Geek and we'll tell you some other stories. that We'll complain about the kids shows while your kids are listening to yeah, a kids well, show. Yeah, come listen exactly. to us complain about the kids shows that your kids <laughs> are not watching they're listening to KidBot stories. Exactly. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, we're very excited about it. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be working with you guys on this team. It's you guys have something special here. That's for sure. Thank you. We are hoping to build a great community. So, and that starts by bringing in great people like yourself, Brandon. This helps us out a lot as well. Steph, yes, make us a more rounded community because we got we got the grown up stuff, especially if you're listening. To some of our other podcasts. Some of our other it's cutscenes and cupcakes. Yeah, there we go. I didn't want to name <laughs> drop my podcast again. Yeah, well, what was the name? Cutscenes and cupcakes. Cutscenes and cupcakes. The podcast. Movies that make us. We we typically keep it about PG thirteen. See, we're spectrum here. Yeah, cover the whole range. Exactly. Yeah. We, well, some of our episodes are hard PG thirteen. Just as a just they so use their one swear word. It's happened before. <laughs> Has it ever been you? Okay, sorry. <laughs> no. It has not. For the listeners, that awkward silence was accompanied by a look of incredulity on Jake's <laughs> face. <laughs> it was what I like about the group that I'm with on on movies that make us. We each have our own very distinct brand, and we all stick with it pretty well. Yeah, that wouldn't be on Jake brand. No. But... Well, you guys, this episode about kids shows ended up being over an hour long. <laughs> so I. My bad. 
No. no. Um, I think it was fun. I, I think, think it was we great. all, yeah, we all have strong opinions about children's shows, about Forky, the sport. <laughs> but we appreciate not a fork. That's the that's the opinion. And that's not an opinion, that's a statement of fact. He is not a fork. As, as Brandon throws up his forky picture again. Look, I'm not I it's not a negative opinion. It is a statement of fact. He is not a fork. But we would love it if you guys joined our Discord, joined our community. We're really excited about things that are coming your way. We have like a full lineup of podcasts, which is super, super fun. Um, the community itself is really welcoming and inclusive. So that's our goal at Age of Geek. Every geek welcomes. Bring your geek our way. We will be at FanX at the end of this yes. month. So if you're in the Salt Lake City area and you're going to be at FanX, all of us should be there. We're going to be on various panels. Uh, Brandon's a little bit harder to see. He's a lot of behind the scenes stuff at FanX. But... I do some work for them, but I try to get on a panel here or there. Yeah. So we're excited to have our community represented there and to be part of that com- that overall larger community as well. And we got stickers. We do have stickers. <laughs> each of our shows and for Age of Geek. Yeah. So it's exciting. It's exciting. So look for us. We'll do. We'll take a picture with you, and we'll post it on Instagram. Unless you don't want us to post it on Instagram, and then unless we'll you don't want us to take a picture with you, right? <laughs> if you just want to say hi, you don't want a picture with us. That's fine too. We won't have our feelings hurt. Jake will record your voicemail message that tells people to send you a text. Yeah. Oh, I, I wow. would. I would happily do that. If you've never <laughs> wanted my voice on your phone telling people. I didn't know you offered that service. I'm definitely going to find you at FanX. I'm a pretty accommodating person. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that you just have to ask. Now, there's a lot of stuff that if you ask, I will still say no. But there's a lot. I mean, I have my limits. That's fair. I'm accommodating, but not that accommodating stuff. (laughs) I feel like that's a good, like, uh, boundary to have. Yeah. Yeah. After FanX, he's going to have a Fiverr job set up, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. A little side hustle little side hustle of making voicemail <laughs> thank you guys for listening and come back next week to hear more great geek content i don't i forgot what we're i would blast what we're talking about but i don't know i don't have the list in front of me i don't have it in front of me either that's really mm-hmm. bad of us to not but this is what you. happens steph when they leave us in charge of the show and they don't have anyone to babysit <laughs> us like marley or colin our organized people are not here with us tonight. <laughs> <And you> just <laughs> But it's just the two of us. But we had fun. Join in next week when they talk about another great geek topic with another great group of geeks. Perfect. Same bat time, same bat channel. Please uh, voice clip that and put it at the end of every episode. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. And thanks for being on our show tonight, Brandon. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, everybody. This has been an Age of Geek media production. 